Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. I'm Linnell Gordon, your host, and I want to introduce you to a very special guest we have today, Mike Harrington. Hi, Mike. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. And uh, Mike, gosh, his resume is like tremendously long, guys. So if, if you're in vacation rentals, you know who Mike Harrington is. Mike is the former um, president of the Vacation Rental Managers Association. So Mike is the founder and the CEO of Carolina Retreats. It was recently acquired by Trips. He also owns the Tranquil House Inn and uh, the Beach House Motel and bunches of things that he does. Mike, when I first met you, Let's see. Let's go back before before resort. You were down on Hatteras? That's right. So, um, it, you know, I, I was not one of the lucky ones that started up in the industry ah. and, you know, owned a property and said, oh, I'm just going to start with one and this and that. I, you hear that story all the time. I was, I came in it as a worker bee, <laughs> right? So I worked for Stuart Couch at Hatteras Realty uh, and Stuart Pack, who was, uh, their VP and Amy Helly, which I love. I love them all. Who's fantastic. Um, so yeah, they, they hired me for my first gig in the vacation rental industry. And uh, that was it. <laughs> so when I met you, you were actually managing, you were GM for a very large company and you've always had ambition though. Didn't you always want your own something? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I didn't, I don't know if I had that, direct line of sight when I was doing this. Um, you know, I was young. I was really young. I was 25 when when I was hired by the Rossi family who owned Resort Realty on the Outer Banks. And, you know, they were looking for someone to kind of come in and help on the business side and some accounting and some things like that. And, you know, they, they happened upon me and a resume and, and we, we, we hit it off um, and they, you know, offered me a position. Um, so I took it. And uh, that was in the big city of Nagshead because I was living in Avon on Hatteras Island, which, you know, pretty much shut it down in the, in the wintertime. And um, I was engaged to be married. You know, my wife or girlfriend at the time, wife now, Holly, she was like, you know, probably would be good to get back up there if we're going to actually start a life. Um, so I said, OK, let's do it. Um, and went up there and uh, Resort Realty at the time was, um, you know, it was it was a pretty, pretty decent company, sort of a wallflower, what I would always say, you know, you knew they were there, but you never heard anything about them. Um, they've been there for quite a while. And, you know, they, they kind of wanted to, to grow and, and rebrand and, and, and build a build out a vacation rental program that competed with big boys. And, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, you know, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I, I went in there and, you know, I kind of took bits and pieces of a lot of the, the smart guys in the room from the Stuart couches and, you know, the, the Steve Trovers and these guys that were in BRMA um, and, you know, started kind of piecing together a program uh, to help, you know, build it and grow and be competitive. And, you know, it worked. So we, we, we did that. Um, I was there for approximately eight years. So eight years working for those guys and the, the start or buy your own business really didn't come into my purview until kind of at the end when, when I, in fact, I was approached by Ben Edwards um, and he called me up one day and said, Hey, uh, 
I got something on Topsail Island. He's like, do you know where that is? I'm like, of course I know where that is. My, <laughs> my wife had, her sister had a beach house on Topsail Island for years. So we would go down there and see them once a year and, and come back. So I said, yeah, I know where that is. He said, well, let me send you something and take a look at it. I said, okay, fine, whatever. I'm busy. I'll, I'll look at it. And, and at the time I was looking at it for, for resort, resort Realty. Yeah. So, you know, to think we might, okay, well, maybe we could buy a company in another market and grow that brand. And, you know, I would help, help in that end. And so I took it, you know, took it to the guys and resort and, you know, they were looking at it and like, well, yes, it's nice. We're not really super interested. It's kind of it's far away. Hours away, you know, it's, I was like, all right, that's no problem. <laughs> and then kind of a light bulb kind of went off and I was looking at it going, yeah, this isn't that big of a business. I said, <laughs> I said, uh, you know, just kind of thinking to myself, like, well, what, what, if, what if I was able to do something? And, and I felt a little guilty because, you know, I was working for a company. I had a great job. I loved, I loved it. Loved everybody there. Uh, I was like, man, I, you know, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. And kind of, kind of let it sit on the shelf for a little while. Um, and, and then came back to it. And, um, you know, really the rest is history. I had, there's a, there's a lot more to that story of how it actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, what made you decide you were like, Hey, I think I'd like to do this. That's brave. I mean, you're, you have a wife, you have a family and you're like, Hmm, you know, let's just, let's just take a chance. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Probably the, the thing that really triggered me the most was the location near Wilmington, Topsail Island, all of Holly's family lived in the area. Uh, my family was closer at the time. Um, and I was like, man, yeah, that's really like our dream was like, oh, love to live in Wilmington area one day. We just, we always kind of grew up going there. And really that location was a driving force for me to say, yeah, you know, that like that's, that's the opportunity. You know, I can live where I want to live. I can do something that I know how to do. You know, maybe it'll succeed. I don't know. If it doesn't, I'll go get a job. I don't, you know, somewhere else. But, um, but that was sort of the driving force. And it certainly was, certainly was a risk because, you know, I had a, I had a great opportunity where I was at and we, we were growing and we were doing oh, a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, no kidding. That's for certain. So, you know, one of those stories where, you know, sometimes you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and that was, you know, I had, I had three kids. I just had my third at Emory and uh, that was very uncomfortable for us as a family because we were, you know, walking into something with little children and, you know, had to sell our house. We had to do all these kind of things to, to make it work. And uh, I guess the rest, rest is history. So, <laughs> Well, Topsail is a beautiful place and Wilmington is a beautiful place to raise children. So, I mean, I grew up not far from there myself. It's a, it's a really nice place. So I think that's something that's just fascinating to me is how you decided you have a lot of experience when you're the GM of a property management company. And you're responsible for all the, all the areas that happen. How hard is it to go from GM to owner? Was it really a natural thing? Was it easy to go from one to the other? Or was it something you went, oh, gosh, I don't, you know, this is difficult. You know, it, it wasn't that natural, to be honest with you. I mean, I had, luckily, I had a lot of experience working with the family that owned Resort Realty. So, you know, I saw a lot of the business side of it saw some of the financing side of it, saw some of this, but, you know, once you get into that role, you know, I started looking at my bank account more than I've looked at anything else because I'm like, you know, know, if if I don't have the cash, I don't have the business. And, you know, it it took me a while to kind of 
decouple that part of it and you know the business and like growing the business and doing some things i, I was I had had the luxury at resort realty because the family was you know very wealthy and, and we were able to do some really cool things so sort of you know raising money or, or financing for projects was never a problem when it's 100 percent on you that's a completely different story right so now i kind of agonized over every hire i had to agonize over every you know piece of equipment uh, buying a van right it's like oh man you know what do i do um you know and it, it can be it can be difficult to to really wrap your head around that and and get over that and say okay you know i know my numbers i know what i'm doing you know if, if i buy this it's going to return this and you know getting in that frame of mind took me quite a while to do so yeah, I don't think it was very, very natural from from just GM to owner because as owner, then you're worrying about a whole multitude of other things, taxes, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, um, but, you know, again, I was fortunate to kind of go into a, a running business, you know, but then I had debt, right? I had to pay back debt because we borrowed money to buy the business. And so I had a lot of motivating factors to make sure I succeeded. <laughs> How exciting though. I mean, it's just, you think about, it, you know, the, the fact of the matter is there are always opportunities that were offered in life, but the ability to be able to go from working a business to owning a business and then selling the business. Now, that's remarkable. You have been wildly successful in what you've done. I know you, so I know that you're incredibly dedicated to whatever you put your mind to. Um, and and you're very loyal. You're really loyal to your people. So tell me about the business that you built. When you built that business, what was the mo- what are the most important things that people should think about when they start their business? Is it culture? Is it uh, is it delegation? What are the keys to success for a beginning a business? I th- you know, people ask me this question a lot. They're like, you know, what what you know, and, and everybody likes to get in the minutia. They're like, what software? What this? Like, like, look, who ca- who cares about any of that? <laughs> the, the number one thing about starting and building a business is getting business right. So, like. You could have the best software, the best website, the best, you know, processes and procedures, but if you don't have anything to rent, you don't have a business. And, you know, I know that's easy to say, but, you know, if you look at some of these folks that have been very, very successful in this industry, they've done so over decades, Not, not like from, you know, 2020 to 2022, right? It's been, it's, it's a compounding thing. But they started out, they all started out the same. They're like, oh, well, we just, yeah, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, my neighbor, or I sold him a piece of property. He needed somebody to hand out keys, and that's what I did. And, and I just started going from there. And then they, they worried about all the other stuff later. And, you know, I think, you know, Steve Milo is the same way. He's like, I didn't have software to have 20-something properties, yeah. you know. That, you know, so you, you got it. At some point, you're not going to be a successful business person if you don't know how to sell yourself, sell your services and, and, and just kind of make things happen. I mean, um, you know, and then, and then you can start, you know, really dialing in everything else after that. So that's would be my biggest thing to tell people. Get homeowners, get properties. Yeah. And you're seeing it now, like, you know, I, I have this kind of ongoing thing in the back of my mind, you know, especially with Airbnb, you're seeing a lot of these young real estate folks who oh, are yeah. becoming, you know, co-hosts or Airbnb managers. 
these folks know how to get business, right? They're, they're, they know they're how, they know how to, Absolutely. Yeah, they're relationship driven, they're salespeople and they figure it out on the back end. And, and they're going to have such a head start over people that are just in the weeds trying to get every single thing right before they launch that they're not going to be able to catch up. So, you know, I would say there's a lot of people already kind of, kind of running down the highway and, and getting business and, and building the, this new version or new generation of, you know, vacation rental management companies that um, we probably need to take notice of. So would you say uh, when it comes to starting your own business and being new, especially having a family and things that are so many responsibilities on your, on your back, would you say uh, that everybody's going to be scared? You're going to be scared. You just have to work scared. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, when we bought tops of realty, um, you know, we took on a lot of debt that we could not pay back unless the business was successful. Yeah. It was successful and hit the numbers that we said it was going to hit. You know what I mean? So there was no backstop. You know, I have to give a shout out town bank of, uh, out of Virginia. Good um, people. Great people. They're, they're, they're very knowledgeable about vacation rental industry and the property management and specifically the outer banks. And, you know, I went to them and, you know, of course they dissected it up and down. That's what bankers They're smart do. guys. Um, but they, they gave me a shot and um, said, okay, this is all we're willing to do, right? We'll give you X dollars. Um, you have a little bit of money to put in. And there was a gap. There was a, there was an equity gap. They were like, but you got to go find the rest of the money. And I was like, Oh my God, you know? <laughs> so that was a whole nother story in itself. So I was able to, you know, we, we had to go, I had to go find additional equity to put in to, to buy tops of realty. And um, it's another story, but was able to do that with a, a great uh, investment partner. Um, who have I since, you know, he's since cashed out a while ago and, you know, he's been, been a great mentor as well. And, and we ended up, you know, having a, good rod and I ended up buying him out in 2018 um, and, and kind of went from there. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough road to hoe when you're having to deal with all that and try to plan to run, run the business itself. No so. kidding. And you pulled in, you pulled in people that you'd worked with previously that were really smart people. I mean, you got some really smart people to come work with you. Yeah, if I don't know how to do anything else, I know how to fool people to come work with me. You know, I think <laughs> I think that's it. Um, you know, I think and and look, that's another agonizing decision. You know, because when it's just you, um, you're going. Can I, I, you can. The best time to bring people like that on board is when you can't afford them, right? Because then it's like they're going to propel the business. You know much faster, but that's a leap of faith that you have to take. Absolutely. You know, so that's what happened with, with Stuart Pack, who's, we've worked together for three different companies from Hatteras Realty to Resort Realty and now Carolina Retreats. And um, he's, he's fantastic. I mean, you know, kind of convinced him again. <clears throat> I said, look, this is the opportunity. This is the market. This is, this is where we want to be. And he, he took a leap of faith. I took a leap of faith. And uh, yeah, it was, it was probably the best thing we've, we've ever done as a business. And Stuart Pack is brilliant. He's a yeah. brilliant negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> he really is a very smart person. So you have some smart people there. Built by property managers for property managers. Streamline is a powerful software that gives managers enterprise level capabilities to drive more revenue and improve operational efficiency. Migrating to Streamline allows property managers to gain functionality while reducing the need for multiple vendors improving flow by logging into a single system and reducing redundant technology costs. 
with Streamline, property managers achieve revenue lifts by leveraging our fully-fledged communication center, reservations quoting system, revenue management tools, homeowner acquisition CRM, and powerful direct OTA connections. Streamline also has industry-leading trust accounting and report capabilities to give you clarity in an overall company performance. Learn more about Streamline Vacation Rental Software at StreamlineVRS.com. So I want you to do me a favor. So everyone that comes on the show, I ask to tell a couple of stories. I ask for them to tell me a story about an owner and then a story about a guest. And I mean, we have wild stories, not just because we deal with the public in, in vacation rentals, but because it's their vacation. It's kind of a unique time. They, you know, A guest comes in and they expect to relax and have exactly what they see in the pictures um, or even better, they hope it's better. We, you know, don't you? I mean, when I do that too, you know, I hope it's better than the pictures or at least the pictures. And uh, for our owners, that is a that is a fine line to walk in dealing with owners. So tell me your favorite stories. Let's see, positive or negative? <laughs> it doesn't matter what every, I like the positive stories. Actually, I like the funny stories. I have some really funny stories uh, from from my family's vacation rental business they're just hilarious but um yeah whichever you think yeah most of them are not hilarious at the time um because that's what always stands out you know um you know i i've been doing so long i mean there's just so much that's kind of at some point you gotta get some thick skin and you know let it kind of bounce off of you a little bit but um you know i think if i had to pinpoint anything that kind of jumps out at me um you know, it's probably man, probably last year. Um, had a gentleman who's a guest. Um, so, you know, somehow got my cell phone number, and uh, try not to get that out for obvious reasons. You know, I was I mean? just thinking, how did that happen? Um, and uh, you know, he was disappointed in the home that they they stayed in. You know, he called me <laughs> incessantly. You know, I didn't know who it was, right? So I didn't answer him. Like, I don't know, just leave a message. I'll, I'll call you back if it's important. And then he started texting me like. Just and I was at my son's football practice. He's he was nine at the time, and I was just trying to decompress for an hour, right? So finally, I was I got frustrated, and I, I just picked the phone up. And I called the guy. I said, "Look, can I help you? You know what what's what's the problem?" So we went into you know the house and the pictures online, and then he <laughs> they made a comment. He said, "You know, in the pictures, there was this nice little sailboat in front that had flowers in it." Oh my gosh. Got there and there was no flowers in that sailboat when we got there. And I said, Jesus Christ, look, I'm a pretty reasonable person. I said, but you know, if you want me to bring flowers <laughs> and put in that flower pot, I will be happy to do so. <laughs> and, and he started laughing. I started laughing. I mean, you know, there's some various other little issues there, but ultimately we, you know, I think, you know, in those situations, the best thing to do is just just deal with it immediately, right? Like I called the guy at eight thirty at night after football practice for my son. I said, I, "I'm not going to wait in the morning. It's just, I'm going to I'm going to fester. He's going to fester. I'm going to call him right now." And did that, you know, that was it. So, um, you know, that that was probably jumped out at me more so than other. I'm, I'm sure I got many others over the years, but uh, you know, I felt I feel like you know just dealing with it and ripping that bandaid off is the best thing to do. If you want flowers, we'll bring you flowers for the flower Absolutely. pot. <laughs> it's so funny. Tell me about your favorite owner and why are they your favorite owner? 
you know, it's not fair because all owners are a little bit different. Everybody's got their different objectives. Everybody's got their own perception of what a management company should do for them. Right. I mean, right. I feel like, you know, we, it's sometimes counter to, but the owners that get it the most or understand the most are the ones that own probably multiple properties, right? They're, they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're more so investors. They still right. still use their homes and stuff like that, but like they get it. And, you know, you have to tell folks and we try to do our best, but it's like, look, when you're, when you're entering into this vacation rental business is you got to check your emotions at the door. Like you got to, you just got to do it. Now it's very hard for people because, you know, it's their house. Right. And then, you know, those, those disrespectful guests, you know, they're not taking their shoes off when they come in the house, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> like, this is not your grandmother's home, you know, maybe it is, but you know, you guys have got to check your, check your emotions at the door a little bit. And, um, you know, over the years, we got to a pretty good, pretty good system of kind of sniffing that out before we, we accepted a new, new home. Um, and that's the luxury about a, you know, these smaller branded companies like Carolina Retreats and like some of the other locally owned companies, it's like, we don't have to work with everybody. Like mm -hmm. it's, you know, either, either it's a fit or it's not. And, um, you know, those, the folks that kind of understand that and they get it and they're saying, okay, you know, we, we get a, we get a, there's an acceptable amount of wear and tear, but our management company is going to make sure that's checked. If there's anything crazy, you know, we want communication, but we don't want to be over communicated with either. You know, we use the tools that they've invested in that we can monitor the revenue, we can monitor work orders, we can do these kind of things. You know, and, and those folks are, are very easy to work with. Um, and, you know, probably a little secret is like, too, when, when they call, you know, they probably get a little bit more attention because um, it's like, oh, you know, hey, you calling, you know, I haven't heard from you. In, a month, but you know, they're not what do texting you, you every day asking you're not you calling about, me. Did you get that rental? Yeah, about something. And you know, that's just human nature, right? That's human nature. There's nothing I can do about it. It's nothing to do with customer service. You know, you're dealing with real humans in these in these offices. And when you call up there daily or weekly and berate people, they don't want to talk to you. Like that's gonna be that's the hard pill to swallow, right? And um you know, you know, wish I could wish I could have a class on new homeowners coming into the, the industry and kind of lay all this out. But um. <laughs> I know there are a lot of people that would be interested in, um, you know, how to deal with homeowners. Do you have homeowners that bring you candy, cookies, those kind of oh, things? Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're great. Do you I mean, have any that are now friends that were business business before and now they're friends and you actually like to hang out? I mean, I don't, but I don't have a whole lot of friends. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that you don't. You have a lot of friends. You don't have a lot of time. You have a family that's yeah. growing very quickly and an amazing family there. So it's, it's, it's hard, but uh, we, I mean, we do have, there's, I mean, there's some, there's some great folks that are, you know, we've worked with over the years and, you know, very appreciative and, you know, we get the, we get the Christmas cards. We get, we get all that kind of stuff. Have you fired an great. owner this year? Did you fire an owner last year? Do you fire your owners? I don't like to say fire owners. Okay. I think that's, you know, I don't, I don't like that terminology. I just feel what like it's you... more, it's more like a, Hey, we're not going to, you know, we're just going to part ways. Right. There's a, there's no need, there's no need to be you know emotional about it. It's just, it's not a fit. Right. So, you know, we're, uh, 
we're not going to invite you back in the program or, or whatever it is, but, you know, and that's sometimes that's tough for a homeowner too. You know, they, they don't like hearing no. No, and, of course. Um, of course. I always, always told, um, I always told our management team too, I said, look, the most powerful thing you can tell someone is no, right? Because then it's like, well, what do you mean? You know, the customer's always right. Well, nah, no, they're not. They're not. They're not always right. And, uh, you know, if, if it's, if it's something that's just blatant and, and, and you can tell they're just trying to get around something or trying to get over on you, then call them out, call them out. Now, if it's something we did and we made a mistake, we will 110% own up to it and we will correct it. Right. That happens. That happens a lot, but you know, we've had people try to take advantage, you know, and then we, we've, we've called them. I've called, I've called homeowners creating fake receipts, for damage to try to be reimbursed for stuff and we're like you know oh no, no thank you you know I, we had a homeowner say that we left his windows up during a storm uh and he was trying to he was trying to uh, come after us and i said well let me let me tell you something i personally went in your home and closed and locked every single door and window so that's not gonna fly either that doesn't you know? fly. So, oh my um, gosh Wow. So it's, you know, so, and that's been, that's very few and far between. I don't, I don't want to scare people, but, you know, sometimes there are people that try to, you know, try to take advantage, you know. So if you were going to, so there are going to be a lot of people listening who are in vacation rentals who maybe want to sell at some point. Uh, you've already given some really good advice, in my opinion. You know, sell when you don't have to is a really great piece of advice, I think. What kind of hope can you give to them to say, hey, you know, this is, this is, you can be hopeful because X, Y, Z. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say, you know, and I, you hear this from, you know, Ben and Jacoby and, and all the, the folks that are kind of in the, that, that M&A world, but build a business like you're going to sell it, even if you never sell it, right? And you don't have to sell your business. Like, don't, don't think that's the ultimate goal. I mean, there's a, I know a lot of people, families that have owned these businesses for 40 or 50 years, you right. know, um, you know, um, Sloan Realty down in Ocean Isle. I mean, great, great generational family. Your 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 family's business, great generational family business. You know, so um, you know, don't don't feel like you have to sell it. You know, in, in my case, um, you know, just to be frank, I mean, I, I kind of my my attention started gravitating towards another opportunity, and the only way I could capitalize on that opportunity was to have some capital and the only way to raise that capital was to sell one of my assets, which, you know, the biggest one I had was, was the business. And, um, you know, that was a decision that I had to make, you know, I feel like it was the right decision, um, for, for my family and for us, but it might not be the right decision for, for your family. So, you know, just something to keep in mind, but, you know, certainly helps you to keep tight books and records, right? Sure. Just, that's just a good business practice. I mean, you know, Spend the money on a good accountant. Spend the money on a good CPA. Hire that extra bookkeeper. You know, just do it, and um, it will make your life so much easier. Even if you have to go get a loan for something, I mean, having that at your disposal and not having to recreate it all, uh, you know, that's so saves, true. Saves so much time and energy. That's so true. Just stop. Yeah, I think that although there's a lot of skill that goes into running a business, and I know you're very skilled at it. You are. You're one of the best business operators I've ever seen. I mean, I, I mean, seriously, the way that you run your company, um, even when you did resort, I was just like, wow, I looked at the way that you put your, your departments together. And it was just, it was, 
it was very, very good business. And I think that the advice that you just gave as far as get an accountant, make sure you're reporting and all that stuff just enough. It just makes it easier to run the business, I guess, in that particular case. It does. So is there anything that um, that you're really excited about coming down the pike that you want to share with people? Well, you know, I am very excited about um, kind of our new venture that we have. Um, so tell me know, a little bit our, about it. Yeah. So this is our, our family's kind of real estate investment uh, company. And, and, you know, we've, we've looked at these little beach motels and inns and right in, in, in my area, maybe not so much in some other areas, but in my area, they, they kind of dotted the coast and there, there are a, quite a few of them, but you know, a lot of times these things have been left for dead. I mean, you know, they've been owned and operated by, you know, mom and pop. Um, you know, a lot of times mom and pop really didn't have the capital to keep these properties up. So a lot of them just were, kind of fell into a lot of disrepair. So they used it for a paycheck, even just here's yeah, my paycheck. That was it. Yeah. That's how they, that was how they got paid. And, um, you know, we had our first opportunity on Topsail in 2018. Um, one came up for sale, uh, had a partner and we said, you know what, this, could be pretty interesting because Topsail Island, for example, it's pretty much 90% vacation homes, right? Very, very few hotel rooms. And if they are, they're like this one. They're old, dilapidated right. mom and pops. Right. So we said, well, what if we what if we updated one, plugged it into our vacation rental portfolio? It's non-competitive with the homes, right? Because it's a completely different product. Exactly. You know, they're, they're rooms. And we can do, yeah, we could do one, two, three night stays as opposed to the, the traditional weekly stays. And then maybe we could, you know, just cross market with guests and go out. So, so that's what we did. Um, you know, come a few was, days early, stay a few days late. That yeah, marketing, exactly, yep. I love come, come that. Down, yep, come down or, 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 you know, invite them back in the fall for a long weekend or what have you. And so we did that and we embarked on about a year plus renovation project that we did not plan on. Um, and, and, you know, completely redid the, the entire property, but it, it, it turned out to be fantastic and got my wheels turning. Uh, during COVID, I actually identified a couple more. Um, and, you know, I didn't do this while we were closed. Obviously, I was just trying to survive at that point. But when we opened back up, you know, we, we said, all right, well, we're going to roll the dice, put these under contract. And, and we were able to acquire um, the Beach House Motel, which is on Oak Island, which is another North Carolina uh, coastal community. Uh, and then the Tranquil House Inn, which is in Mania on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Um, it's more of a traditional inn. Um, in fact, uh, we have a restaurant, I own a restaurant now. How about that? So oh we, have a, we have a restaurant there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so we started putting our, our kind of vision on these properties, plugging them into our systems and it's been awesome. I mean, it's been awesome um, to see them and to see people enjoy it. And frankly, controlling the the product 100% has been, you know, it's just been very rewarding for us because, um, you know, now the only person I have to answer to is myself. If I, so if I mess up, it's on me, you know, and um, and that's that's okay. So You know, I love those properties. The reason I I like them so much is because they have so much character. They're all different. I love staying in them. They have some, I mean, there are some in the Outer Banks, like you just talked about in Manio too. I've stayed in Manio. At, I don't know if that's where I stayed or not, but I stayed in one that had a restaurant. It's been years and years ago. And I, 
I just think that they have they have enormous character, uh, especially for short for these short vacations that we know that people are taking now. Enormous character, and you know we're 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 not we're we're complete opportunists on this one. You know we're not going to go set out there. Okay, we're going to buy three more this year. No, mm-hmm. it's got to be it's got to hit like every single check mark. So, you know traditionally vacation rental heavy markets, low volume of hotel rooms, um, and, and kind of good locations and kind of kind of funky, right? Because then we can kind of go in um, and, and put our stamp on it. You know, you can't recreate location. Um, most of these areas, you can't build hotels now because of height restrictions and, and available land. So, you know, if we do that and we identify enough that it kind of makes sense and we're able to, you know, deploy capital, you know, smart. I mean, I feel like it's a great, great long-term legacy business for us. And um, and that's what we're going to be focusing on probably for the next, hopefully forever. <laughs> so. so are you interested in like... Um places where you would build one yourself or are you interested in just renovations yeah right now we're, we're not interested in new construction i think it's a whole other ball of wax i think i think we, we'd be more interested in renovations which which is tough but um you know i, I don't i think new construction's kind of a whole other ball of wax you know right now so yeah well there you go <laughs> um well i am i am really grateful for your time mike thank you so much for agreeing to do this i know that uh, people will be excited to hear your story. Your and uh, maybe we can do something in the future where we where we sit down and talk about homeowners and what people should know about homeowners because I think that's a really well. It's our core part of our business. Without them, we don't have a business, right? They, they are, and you know that's always kind of bother me a little bit. You know, they that's our client, right? You know, and so we need to make sure that you know we gear our services towards that homeowner first. And then the guest second. And um, sometimes I think our wires get crossed there when we start, you know, having our fun meetings at association events. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on selling to VTrip. It's uh, VTrip, that's a great company. And I think Steve has done a miraculous job in building what he's built. It's, it's outrageously successful too. Yeah, so. they, they, we got some great, great sister companies now. I mean, you know, I, I kind of told Steve, I said, you know, if you're, you're kind of building an all-star collection of companies, you know, yeah. in our, in our space. And, um, you know, I'd love to see that continue and I'll, I'll help in any way that, that I can. So good for you. Well, thank you again. Um, and I really appreciate you off you being a part of this. Thank you so much for having me. Been fun. This episode of how we grow was brought to you by Streamline. To find out more about how Streamline can help grow your vacation rental business, visit StreamlineVRS.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.